If you'd like to follow along, we're going to begin reading in Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in the first verse. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning in the first verse. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself." That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. And whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. And whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that holy spirit of promise. Which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. That was reading Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, for our reading lesson tonight. And... I feel the need to uh, go to the Lord in prayer for just a moment. If you'll bow your heads with us as we ask the Lord to bless this message and bless uh, the Word of God tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We thank you for this eternity-bound people, Lord. And dear God, we ask you, Lord, through the depths of our heart that you would pass by and that your Holy Spirit would guide us. And lead us, Lord, and give us the words that would come from your throne of grace. Holy Father, we desire to please you tonight and to worship you, Lord, through our service. And I pray tonight that if there's anyone here in our midst, God, that doesn't know you and hasn't experienced you, Lord, in the free pardon of sin, that tonight would be the night that they would be saved and know you, Lord, in that way. I pray, God, that you would forgive us of our failures and you would help us tonight as we try to preach your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, our lesson text tonight was Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. And the thought that's on our heart tonight is the will of God. The will of God. Last night we heard a very important message about why Jesus came into this world to save sinners. I believe that the Holy Spirit is still here desiring to Save your soul, just as we heard preached so wonderfully last night. 
Tonight, I want to talk to you about what God's will is for every one of you. For everyone in this world, God has a desire and His will uh, is that you would be saved, just as we heard last night, and that you would be able to please God. Uh, I believe with all my heart that God wants His will done. Now, people get confused sometimes, and uh, they give God credit sometimes for things that were not in His will. Uh, They uh, make something out that God made uh, bad things happen, or He made this happen, or that happen. I want you to know something as clear as I can tonight, that not everything that happens in this world is God's will. It's just not. Oh, and even those that are in our midst tonight that have not surrendered to the call of to repent of their sins and to trust in the Lord Jesus, I want you to know tonight uh, that if you're resisting and rejecting the Holy Word of God and the Spirit of God, you are not in the will of God tonight. Uh, but you can be. Uh, you can be tonight if you will follow after and seek out after the Lord. But the Apostle Paul... He said, I was a, an apostle ordained as, uh, that to, uh, by the will of God. It was God's will. Now, when we look at will here, of what the original translation is, it's uh, thelema, and it means a determination, actively choice or purpose, a decree, and passively. Uh, also, it means an inclination or desire and pleasure or will. I believe that God has a desire and a pleasure and a will what He wants for your life tonight. Uh, He has a purpose behind that. And now the Apostle Paul said that it was God's pleasure to call me into the ministry, uh, to be an apostle. I believe tonight with all my heart that it was God's pleasure to call me into the gospel ministry. I'm not an apostle. I don't claim to be, but I am a God-called minister that God called me through His good pleasure to preach the gospel. And that's why I'm here tonight. He said, blessed be the God and Father. He's given God honor and glory. Uh, He said, who hath blessed us. Uh, He said, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I believe that it is God's will to bless His people if they are willing to desire that and to desire to please Him according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Uh, I believe before this world was spoken into existence uh, the will of God was is that He would set it aside uh, that He would desire for every single person. Uh, God knows uh, who will uh, surrender and will follow after the will of God. He knows that. Who will do uh, the things that will please God. But I want you to know what His desire is. It was that every single person in this world would be saved. That's what His will is. That's what His pleasure is. And so He made a way so that every single person, whoever that it would be, born into this world could be saved. His desire, His will. It says here, 
according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. I believe tonight that it is God's will and His desire that all His people, that everybody will be saved and that they be holy and without blame before Him in love. You know, the only way you can be holy and without blame before God is to be a child of God. Or to be saved by God's grace. That's the only way that you can be without blame. He says, having predestinated. A lot of people are afraid of that word. Uh, it just means God knows uh, and He did uh, foreknow of what was going to take place. I believe with all my heart that God knows every single individual uh, that would ever fully trust and do the will of God. Uh, but that does not negate the fact that He sent His Son to die for all mankind and that all that will come to Him, whoso Whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't change that fact. All it means is God knows who would and who will not. Listen, he says, having predestinated uh, us unto the adoption of children uh, by Jesus Christ to himself. Now, who did he predestine or predetermine? Uh, that they might be saved. I believe that He desired and it was His will that every single person would be saved. I believe that the plan of salvation was predetermined before this world was spoken into existence in the courtroom of heaven. God determined a plan that all mankind would be saved. Uh, if they would seek the Lord, I'm not saying that they would be. Uh, there's stipulations in that. And we want to talk about that. But he made a plan so that everybody could be saved. It says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself. How in the world could we be adopted into God's family? He says, by Jesus Christ to himself. And why would God adopt children into his family. What kind of children would he adopt? He would adopt you and he would adopt me and he loves every single person and so he made a way for every individual to be adopted in the family of God. Every person. He says, through, by Christ Jesus to himself. Now why would God do that? According to the good pleasure of his will. God's will is that every person be in the family of God. That was what his desire was. That's still what his desire is. His desire, it's his pleasure, is that every single person to be in the family of God. He says, why would I want everybody to be? Why is it my pleasure, my will, my desire for everybody to be in the family of God? To the praise of the glory of His grace. If you have experienced 
of the good pleasure of the will of God. If you've been blessed by his desire to please, uh, to save you uh, and to grant you that grace, uh, we ought to praise the glory of his grace. Uh, We should honor him for his unmerited favor in which he has shown upon us. He says, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. I know there's a lot of people in this world that use the terminology of accept Christ. Uh, But what uh, the scripture is saying is, and I believe there's a lot of people out there that probably have truly been saved that use that terminology. Uh, But what the scripture says is that he hath made us accepted in the beloved. That he's the one That after we do His will, He would accept us into the Beloved. He says, in whom we have. What do we get by trying to do the will of God? I don't want you to take this out of context. You can't do anything to be saved. But you must do what God has required of you. And we want to get into that in just a moment of time. He says, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. It is God's will that all mankind would be redeemed, would be bought back, put back in fellowship with God through the blood of Jesus Christ, and that all people, everybody, no matter how grotesque, how bad your sins are, God's will is that every single person would be redeemed and experience the forgiveness of sins. I love my God for that. He says, according what? To the riches of His grace. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. And listen, I want you to know and understand what God's will is for you tonight. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Sometimes it seems like God's will is a mystery. How we, we wonder, how why would God allow things to happen? Just because God allows something to happen doesn't mean it was His will for something to happen. I want you to get that and understand that tonight. How if someone does a grotesque and horrible crime and hurts someone else or takes another person's life or somebody dies that you love and you can't understand why something like that would happen, happen it's not God's fault that something bad would happen like that it's not even his will many times for things to happen like that he allows things to happen but God does not force a murderer to murder someone it's called sin it's been around since the beginning of time and as a matter of fact it's against the will of God it's against his pleasure That's why He gave us the law and the commandments to teach us of what His will, His desires would be. People don't follow that. Thus, we have sin and the results of that. He says, having made known unto us. I want God... Through the power of His Holy Spirit. I can't do it. I know I can't. But I know He can tonight. 
that he would make known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself. And then he explains about what his will and the mystery of what God's will truly was. He says this, my will, he says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Why did God make us? Why did God make you? I believe it was to bring Him honor and glory. When He created this world, He created all the things that we see and have, and He said it's good. And then on the last day, He created man, and He said He was very good. All these things were created to bring Him honor and glory. The Scripture tells us that all things were made by Him, and they were made for Him. What God's plan was is for everything to bring Him glory and honor. God has made you for a purpose. You're not here to just exist for your own pleasure. You're here to please God, to please Him, to do His will. He says, For the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ, and those that do the will of God, Those that trust Him after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. He says, in whom also after that ye believed. I believe you need to hear the gospel. You need to believe in the gospel. And after you have fully believed and trusted, He said ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. God reaffirms and lets a person know when they've been saved by the Holy Spirit, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession until the praise of His glory. What He's saying is you'll have a down payment of the Holy Spirit. You'll be able to experience a little taste of what is going to be waiting for you. And I want you to praise me now, but one day you're going to be able to praise me the way that I really deserve to be praised. And you will finally do my will. I believe there's a lot of people that desire to do the will of God, but they just don't know what the will of God is for their life. Well, I want to tell you something that we've already heard this week that is not God's will. It is not God's will for you to die and go to hell. It was never His will. It's not what He wants. It doesn't bring Him pleasure. He has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He doesn't. It doesn't bring Him honor and glory. Uh, it, it, it does bring Him honor and glory when death and sin is destroyed. Uh, but what I'm saying is, it's not His will for people to perish and go to hell. It's not His will. It's not what He wants. What He wants, what His desire is, is for you to be saved, to glorify Him on this side of eternity, to glorify Him in heaven. His will is for you to live eternally with Him. His desire 
is for you to be saved. How do we know that? Jesus tells us that that was the will of God His Father. In John, the 6th chapter, He says in the 35th verse, He was talking about how He's the bread of life. He says, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to Me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on Me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen Me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Those that come to the Lord with a humble and broken heart and a crushed or contrite spirit, he will not turn you away according to the promises of God. He says, for I came down from heaven. Why did Jesus come into this world? Not to do mine own will, but the will of Him that sent me. I'm so glad that Jesus came. I really appreciate that message last night. That Jesus came to save sinners. You know why He did that? Because that's what His daddy wanted Him to do. It was the Father's will for Him to come into this world that we might be saved. He said... The will of Him that sent me. You don't want to know. You want to know what God's will is tonight. He says, "And this is the Father's will, which hath sent me, that of all which He hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day." Who's he talking about? Those that are truly been born again. Those that are saved are in the hand of God and no man can pluck you out of the Father's hand. He said, and this is the will of Him that sent me. This is what my daddy sent me here to do. Of the Father in heaven above. He said that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on Him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. What is God's will for your life? The first initial of thing that would please God above everything else in your life is that you would know him in the free pardon of sin. Is that you would see Jesus. I know you can't see him with these eyes. You need to look at him with your heart and trust in him. He did come. We're fixing to celebrate. I don't like to call at Easter. I'd rather call it Resurrection Day because that's what it is. We're fixing to celebrate of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior. And you need to see Jesus for who that He is. Who is He? He's the Savior of the world. And not just the Savior of the world. You need to see Him as your Savior. It's who He is. He's my Savior. See Him And believe in Him, and God will grant you eternal life. He will grant you eternal life. And you know what it does when someone prays through? I believe it does the will of God. It pleases God the Father so greatly. Why would it please God the Father for somebody to believe in His Son? Why would it please Him? Because it was all part of His plan. It was all part of His plan 
It's all part of His plan of redemption. And we have the greatest example in the Lord Jesus of someone carrying out the will of God. Jesus, His whole purpose here coming into this world was to do the will of God, the will of His Father. Even when He was 12 years old, And he was left behind there uh, and communing with the doctors and the uh, the smartest people of the time. And he was asking them questions and answering their questions. And his mom, Mary and Joseph had left him behind. And they wondered where that he was. And they found him in the temple uh, communicating with them. They said, what were you doing, Jesus? He said, wished you not that I was about my father's business. I was doing the will of my father later on in his ministry he just saved the woman at the well and he tells us in the 34th verse the disciples asked him as he had any meat he said my meat what I feast on what my desire is what my life is is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work Jesus had a desire to do the will of His Father. I believe every day He was here. His purpose was to do the will of God. Don't you think that we that have been created in the image of God... Our purpose here in this world is to do the will of God our Father. It's to do His will, to do His pleasure... That's what Jesus desired to do. Now what was the Father's will for Him? What was the Father's will for Jesus here in this world? I'm so thankful that He came into this world to save sinners. I'm so thankful that He came into this world to do what He's done for us. You know, it was even His will, God the Father's will, to give us a place to come and to trust and to hear the gospel from. And I'm thankful for His kingdom today that He established here in this world. And you know, it was God's will to do that. In Luke, in the 12th chapter, in the 32nd verse, He says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure. It's your Father's will to give you the kingdom. I'm glad today that it was God's Good pleasure, His will, uh, to set up a kingdom uh, that Daniel prophesied about. A stone cut out of a mountain, not made with hands, uh, that would smite the other kingdoms. And that would uh, go and break in pieces and scatter all throughout the world. Thank you, Lord, for your kingdom that you've established here in this world. That brought us the truth of the gospel. I'm so thankful for... Able to experience the kingdom of God. And that she is still expressing the gospel even tonight. Through the kingdom. It's your father's good pleasure. It's his will to give you that kingdom. You know what God's, the father's will was. His pleasure. His will. Isaiah the 53rd chapter. Familiar scripture says... Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Part of God's will, part of his desire, was that his son 
would be bruised for a purpose. I can't understand that. The only explanation that I have is God really, really loves us. He really, really loves all His creation. And in His plan, He loved us so much that it was His will for His Son to be bruised, to be battered, to be torn, to be crucified so that I could be saved. His will, His plan, His desire, it says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise Him. He hath put Him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. And that's exactly what Jesus was and he is. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. It would be God the Father's will for his own son to be mutilated, tortured, suffer so that we could go free. It was God, His, the Father's will. He shall see the travail of His soul and shall be satisfied by His knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for He shall bear their iniquities. Jesus His desire here in this world, His desire was to please the Father no matter what. Tonight, I want you to search your heart and I want to ask you a question. Do you want to please God and do His will no matter what? No matter what. I want you to count the cost tonight. And count what is it worth to you to do God's will. I'm so thankful for our forefathers that desire to do the will of God even if it cost them their lives. That desire to please the Father no matter the hardships or the pain or the suffering. But they desired to please and do the will of God. And I'm thankful for most importantly for one. Above all else, by the name of Jesus Christ that desired to do His Father's will, no matter what the cost. No matter what the cost, He desired for God's will to be done. If you are lost, and you are struggling with what to do and how, can I tell you, what can I do? You just need to please the Father. You just need to desire His will for your life. You need to desire what He wants. What does God want? What does He want? He wants to save you, and then He wants you to serve Him. It's not complicated. We confuse things. But He wants to see the desire of your heart. He wants to know that you really want His will to be done. Above everything else, you want His will to be done. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, He was taking upon the sins, your and my sins, 
He was feeling the weight and pressure of the world's sins upon him as it was being placed upon him and laid upon him and the responsibility that he knew uh, for, uh, for all that time. Uh, he remembered, no doubt, in the courtroom of heaven when he agreed with the Father, I'll go, I'll be the propitiation, I'll appease your wrath, I'll be the pardon for their sins. He knew all of that and yet he still in his flesh desired God is there any other way is there any other way he said my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death tear ye here and watch with me and he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying oh my father if it be possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not as I will but as thou wilt he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went again, prayed the second time, and prayed, saying, O my Father, if this cup may not pass from me, pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. If this is the only way for me to do your will, if this is the only way for me to accomplish what must be done, thy will be done. Even in the way that Jesus taught us to pray, he said when we would pray as we finish our prayers, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God, my heart's desire from you tonight, Father, is that your will would be done in people's lives. Not just saving them, but that God's will would continually be done in your life. Don't you desire to please Him? He made you. He created you. He loves you. And He made a plan of redemption to save you. And so what did Jesus do? He gladly took the cup that His Father had prepared for Him. The cup that we should be drinking. We deserved eternal damnation and punishment for our sins. And yet Jesus took our cup. He drank our cup. And we are blessed to enjoy His when we trust in Him. He took the cup from God his Father. And he drank it. And you know what? You know what he said? He told us in John the 6th chapter. 4th chapter he said. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And to finish his work. My purpose here in this world. Is to do my father's will. Read about Jesus. Study about Jesus. Look at his life. He wanted the will of God his Father to be done. So when he hung on the cross of Calvary between the heavens and the earth and he bore your and my sins, what was his words? He said, it is finished, Father. I've done, I've done your will. I've done your will, Father. I've paid the sin debt. I've paid the debt. I've done your will. He did 
what God wanted him to do. It hurt his father, crushed his father. I can't fathom the pain. I've got children and I love my children dearly. I can't hardly see them in pain as it is. But to witness your child in pain and agony and you are the one that planned it to be so. You are the one that desired it to be so. Because you loved us that much. It was God's will. It was God's purpose. His pleasure to allow His only Son to come and die. And you think that He won't send those to hell that reject His only Son that did nothing but His own will. I'm telling you, You'll experience the wrath of God like never before if you don't do the will of God. What did Jesus say in His ministry in Mark chapter 1 what the will of God would be? To repent and believe the gospel. That's what God wants from you tonight. It's not complicated. You say, I don't know how to repent. Neither did I. You say, I don't know how to believe. Neither did I. But what you need to know is you need Jesus and He will help you uh, through the Holy Spirit's direction to be able to repent to God's satisfaction and do the will of the Father. He'll help you. He's a mediator between man and God. He is the direct line to God. And so you go to Him and you trust in Him and He'll help your prayers to get up to the throne room of heaven. And God the Father, when He's heard a person that's prayed through, He'll say, that one there has done my will and I will accept them as my beloved. He will accept you because you've done His will of repenting and believing can't do it on your own, but God will help you. It's God's will tonight is that you would be saved. If you have repented, if you have believed, God will let you know that through the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit. Brother Brad was talking about this. I can't remember if it was today, yesterday, when it was. The same Spirit that lets you know that you're lost is the same Holy Spirit. That will take away that pain and suffering on the inside, that trouble that you feel, and replace it with peace. It's not a different spirit. There's some heresy out there going on saying there's more. There's a Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost. I want news for you. They're, they're the same third person of the Godhead. He's the same one. And He'll reveal to you that you've been saved. That's what the Apostle Paul was talking about. He said He would seal your soul. Seal that. Through the power of His Holy Spirit. What do you need to do to please God? The Jews, the day of Pentecost, they were troubled. They said, men and brethren, what do we need to do? Peter said, repent. 
And there was a comma there. And then he said, and be baptized. After you've repented, trusted in the Lord, then you can be baptized. After you have been saved, been redeemed. Uh, So what do we need to do uh, to continue to be in the will of God? Oh, we need to get saved. We need to join the Lord's church. We need to follow Him in baptism. Uh, I believe uh, that when Jesus came up out of the water, I believed He was doing the will of God His Father. And when a saved person unites with a true, born, again, believing church that practices and preaches the truth, and they unite themselves to a body of baptized believers that's preaching and practicing the teachings of Jesus, and a person comes out of that liquid grave, it's doing the will of the Father, pleasing the Lord. You say, well, that's it. No, it's not. You need salvation. You need to become a member of the Lord's church. And then every day of your life, you need to search, God, what is your will for my life? The Apostle Paul later on told the church at Ephesus, he said, he told them, I think it was in the uh, fifth chapter, if I'm not mistaken, he said, don't be confused about what the will of God is for your life. He said, I want you uh, to come out from the world and be a holy people. You read uh, the book of Ephesus. I'm not going to go into it for the sake of time. But he told us in the first chapter, he said, it was God's will for us to be a holy people. To be acceptable to the Lord. A lot of people say, well, I'm all just sanctified and I'm, I'm good to go. Soon as the Lord saves me, sanctification starts at salvation. But that's just the beginning, folks. God has to continue working on us. And we have to allow Him to continue to work on us. I struggle every day how to try to do the will of God. But I can tell you this, I want to. I want to do what pleases God the Father to the best of my ability. Do you want... To be in the center of God's will tonight. I believe if you desire that. God is more than gracious to grant that to you. If you desire it. And you want that. He helped Jesus all the way. He allowed Him to go all the way for us. Jesus pleased the Father. Until He said it it is finished. Let us every day of our lives. If you're lost. Seek God until you please the will of God. Until you do what His will is. Uh, And I know you say, I don't know what to do. Just seek the will of God. Seek Him out with all your heart. And He will show you. When I got to the end of my prayer, this was my prayer. And I had nothing else to offer God. I tried to give Him everything I knew. Even my life. I remember praying, Lord, You can save me. Take me to heaven now. Seven years old. Take my life. I still wasn't saved. And I got to the end of that prayer. And I said, Lord, I'll do anything if You'll save me. I wanted... His will to be done. Above mine, I wanted His will to be done. Desired Him above everything else. And He saved me. Do you want the will of God for your life? Do you really want God's will to be done? Now, you say, well, it just doesn't seem like He's working real, real well in my life. There's a lot of hardships, a lot of struggles. Again, Not everything that happens is God's fault. 
Some things are by our own mistakes and our own misgivings. But as we heard last night, some things God allows to happen to bring Him honor and glory to help you in the circumstances that you're in. God allows things. But the most important thing is, is that we desire to do His will. Do you want to do the will of God tonight? If we can, let's have a song. I don't know your heart. I don't know where you stand with God. That's between you and Him. But it is not God's will for you to perish and go to hell. I promise you that. He would rather you to repent and be saved tonight and then to live a life of service for His honor and His glory. God bless you tonight is our prayer.